You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at the Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebels and My Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back, plus years of sports injuries. Ebels and My Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Ebels and My Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. (laughs) Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Sunday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on Of Course our phenomenal Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. Today, I am joined by Kelly Carden. Now, Kelly is running for the Board of Supervisors in the 2nd District in Kern County, not Kent County, and is in California, not Oklahoma. Don't listen to me. Apparently, I'm previewing candidates because I got not only his state wrong, but I got the the specific county wrong. So that's also what happens when I'm recording, uh, you know, at like, what, 7 o'clock at night after an entire day's work? I guess that's what happens. Brian, you got to get back to drinking more what mud water, I guess. It, yes, by the way, mud water. Great sponsor of the show. BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash mud. If you want to go ahead and get yours at discount rate, but you're not here to hear me talk about mud water. You're here. Yes. As I mentioned, Kelly Carden, he's joined the program because he is running for board of supervisors, mind you, in 2022. But it's a great way to introduce Kelly into the role that the board of supervisors plays. We talk about lo- uh, politics being local here on the Brian Nichols show, right? So let's focus super local. Board of Supervisors is incredibly local, specifically in California, serves sort of as a, a legislative body. We know Jeff Hewitt over in uh, California as well, uh, serving in, on the Board of Supervisors there. So we do have libertarians who, hey, we're making it work. So Kelly is joining the program, specifically outlining some of the main issues that are raised up there in Kern County, specifically number one, talking about water issues, oil issues, number two, and number three, the Second Amendment, a great conversation with Kelly here on our Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. So, without further ado, on to the show, Kelly Carden here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hey guys, hey Brian, thanks so much for having me on, man. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I'm excited to talk about Kern County, tell people who I am and, and why I'm not the same old thing and why they need to vote for something different this time. Well, and that's right there. Vote for something different. You're, you're running for... Uh, as we mentioned there in the intro, Board of Supervisors, District 2, Kern County as a libertarian. And now now really quick, let's start off Board of Supervisors. This sounds 
like a, a kind of weird, maybe more local role, but rather it's actually a larger role, specifically being that in California. Can you explain what is the, the role of a board of supervisors? Yeah, so, so most counties in California are considered charter counties. What that means is they're governed um, by a board of supervisors. That means that's five individuals who are both the legislative and the executive branch of government for the county at the same time. So, so when I'm running for the board of supervisors, I'm literally running to, to have an impact at every level of county affairs. It's literally the top legislative, it's the top level of government here in Kern County. So it gives me the ability to, to look at everything that, that's affecting us, you know, the way that water affects us, the way that oil affects us, the way that, that the Second Amendment affects us, every bit of it can be affected by putting libertarians on the board of supervisors. In California, that's really well known amongst libertarians because Jeff Hewitt, who is running for governor, he is he's currently on the, the Riverside County Board of Supervisors. So, and, and they, they rocked as far as like staying open. They definitely were the most liberty-minded county in the state as far as staying open during the lockdowns and pushing back on those lockdowns. So that is here. So that's, I'm excited. Good, as you should be. You're running for for office as a big L libertarian. And and that right there obviously is going to pique some interest from folks out there beyond your traditional left, right, you know, red team, blue team. They're going to say a libertarian. Okay, so obviously I'm going to need to learn more. So let's say to your average person, they say, okay, Kelly, you're a libertarian. What does that mean to you? And why do you identify as a libertarian? So what what being a libertarian means is, is like Matt Kibbe says it best don't hurt people and don't steal their things. And that's how we have to look at everything that the government does. Every single law that's written, are they hurting people or are they aggressing against people in, a, in, in an unnecessary way? Libertarians are about getting out of your, your way. Yeah, I have the bumper sticker up there for people. Uh, yes. Yeah. The book's on the shelf behind me somewhere, man. So I, I <laughs> and, and it's it. a classic, by the way. And I, I will say, I don't mean to interrupt. It was incredibly <laughs> surreal to, I, I too read Matt Kibbe's book as a little baby libertarian. And then, Fast forward to 2020, and I'm sitting in Matt Kibbe's studio talking to him about how to sell liberty. It was one of those very out-of-body experiences, but that book was so fundamental in my kind of ideas. So it's it's actually exciting. I think you're the first guest I've had in the program who specifically mentions Matt's book. So that's awesome, Kelly. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that he's one of my heroes as far as libertarian guys go. You know, I got to spend some time with with um, with Larry Sharp during the California State Libertarian Convention. And the same thing, you know, another guy who I listened to, who I was in the car with by myself for two hours, just having him talk, it was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's funny when you, you get into this mindset, and <laughs> I was actually just talking about this. I forget who actually it was, but you, you get to this mindset where you're sitting in a car, you're listening to these podcasters, and you feel like you know everything about them. Yeah. And then, and then you realize that they don't know who you are. <laughs> you're yeah. you're a download at first, but then, and that goes to why it's so important to cultivate these very authentic relationships. Because beyond just you know the the building up who we are as a greater liberty movement, let's kind of look at running local and the importance of having a strong community that is looking at people within their community as problem solvers. So you're running for the board of supervisors as a libertarian. So Kelly, when we're starting out the conversation. What is it that right now you're engaging in, in terms of top of mind issues for Kern County and how are people perceiving the libertarian solutions that you're presenting to them? Well, so I'll share a story today. Um, I had made a post in response to the whole David Chipman thing, you know, being, being nominated to lead the ATF. And I'm very outspoken when it comes to gun control. I will say this and, and, and I start very radically and I, and I start very strongly. 
Gun control is the most racist act of violent aggression that a government can ever institute on the people that they govern. And if it's their goal, then that means it's their intent to rule. And people freak out, you know, like I had a guy today, he said, you know, so are you just saying everyone should have guns? So no, that's not what I said. Um, but yeah, but we definitely should have fewer gun control laws. And then he, we, we were able to conversate from there. He assumed at first that I was some far right gun freak. And it's like, no, man, I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty easy to get along with. And, and, and I don't believe aggressing against you. So ultimately, if we, if we agree on different things, then I'm not going to take anything away from you. And that's the goal. Right now, if you disagree with gun control laws, if the passes, they're going to take your guns away. So that's a major act of aggression. And it's always, always, always directed directly at the, the black community, other minority communities. And, and, and communities that don't have the money to pay the fees, because all gun control is ultimately punitive. You can own a machine gun in California if you have the money to pay for it. So is that gun control or is that just disarming poor family, poor, poor, poor American families? Isn't that funny how that happens? You know, the uh, the laws always end up disproportionately impacting those people who the government just seems to have a vendetta against for some particular reason. And they always seemingly have had that, Kelly. So. It's interesting. Um, you know, you're you're talking about these top of mind issues, and and it does seem to kind of go back to this dynamic. And we saw this peak its ugly head at the peak of the pandemic. It's really just this authoritarian state versus you, the individual, you, your community. And I think more and more people are are growing empathetic to the libertarian arguments, more so because they saw how bad it got, and they are like, okay, well. I thought my GOP governor was going to stand up and not do the, the insanity, but no, almost all of them have. So there's, they're actually open now to changing the incumbent vendor. If we're going to go back to my, my sales mind, we want to replace the incumbent vendor. So yeah. right now they're open to a switch and mm -hmm. right now libertarians have a great opportunity. I would say to enter in as a replacement vendor in this case, so, Kelly, let's look at your district specifically. Red team, blue team. I know you're a more red-leaning district. Kevin McCarthy is your congressman right now, um, who is the, uh, the, the House uh, Minority Leader, I believe, is his official yep. title. Um, so what are the top-of-mind issues right now in your area? And why are people looking at libertarians as maybe the, the people they are, are actually saying, hmm, maybe we should give these guys a second look? Well, well, I think what's happening the most is they, you know, you mentioned that they got to see how bad it got during COVID, but but they got to see how bad it got from both sides, right? It hasn't really gotten any better. I mean, <laughs> it's still pretty bad. So I think being able to, to draw that dynamic, they now have in real time, the average person is seeing how, how the Democrats and the Republicans are really the same. So here in Kern County, we're, we're mostly running on, on water issues, on, um, on oil issues, and of course, on the Second Amendment. And then anything business and economy related, right? So I spent some time with Larry Sharp this summer, or earlier this, this spring, I should say. And he told me, Kelly, don't mention the word liberty because everyone talks about liberty. Work on results. So I said, okay, cool. What's the results for water? Like, how would, what would that mean to, a, to a, a single mom or a single dad with a bunch of kids who's terrified of their water bill doubling? That means controlling the, the water issue at the county level. And that, that, so we've talked about it is, is eliminating wastewater. I'm really helping the oil industries and the agriculture industries um, save tons and tons of water, you know, introducing products to, to market that can help save, save billions and billions of gallons every single day that, that California needs, right? 
And currently what they do is they, they tell us, take shorter showers, take your grass out. Um, oh, even on odd day God. waterings. So, so I explained it to somebody today. There's less than a million people that live in Kern County. The state would like us to use less than 55 gallons of water per day each. That's 20 billion gallons of water. There, that's nothing. Like it's, what are we supposed to save? Are we going to go to 40 gallons a day? But you can go to the to the oil industry, and they're able to, to currently they recycle 21 million gallons of water a day, and that's like such a small percentage of what they can do. They can do more. The agricultural industry, we can cut their water usage down by 75 percent on young non bearing fruit and nut plants or trees, I should say. And we're not doing any of those things because everyone wants to argue about it. And that's where I think people are getting tired of is they're tired of hearing people argue over the issue. They want somebody to fix the damn thing. Well, Kelly, it sounds great. You got me all interested in my interest. I guess my interest has been peaked as we would say in sales. So I'm not going to give you any objections right now. Uh, well, rather, I guess my one objection would be, and I think every libertarian is going to hear this. Great. Sounds wonderful. How are you going to do it? So what's what's the plan? What would the libertarian plan be to help reduce the water waste or to help incentivize water being more recycled? How does that actually pan out in reality? So you hit it right there. And libertarians, we get ourselves stuck on this issue because we've not actually thought about about how to pay for anything. How do we actually govern as libertarians? I think that's like a we, we've kind of got ourselves stuck right there. Right. So it's just being open and honest with everything, right? We're not, I'm not going to be able to eliminate spending by myself. I'm one person on a five-man board. We're we're gonna we're gonna pay subsidies. Stuff's gonna get paid for. So what what is the libertarian option? Is to first off take every win we can. If I can force spending that's only going to be one time, and we're gonna we're gonna reap the benefits year after year for thirty years, that's definitely a libertarian win, right? Um, and then other things are like, where are we gonna save the money from? So Jeff Hewitt was talking about consultant fees. So I'm researching how much money that we spend in the county on consulting fees. And it's like tens of millions of dollars. That's how stuff gets paid for. They're wasting all the damn money. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's by design. You see time and again, um, there are incentive structures built in place to help really establish this kind of um, understood status quo. And I I think what we're seeing more and more transparently obvious is that What's been ha- what's been happening over the past, I would say, really 20 years, especially is we've seen the size and scope of government, just, you know, hockey stick graph increase has been the finger of the federal government has really reached its its nasty little fingers into so many different areas that there are so many different people who are now beholden to the interest and success, unfortunately, of that federal government growing. I mean, think of the contractors, you mentioned consultants, but think of the contractors who have a tied vested interest with their budgets always being inflated. So why not continue to embrace this status quo? So really it is going to require a lot of people to start to not just talk about doing things differently, but actually putting their money where their mouths are, or at the very least starting to act and vote differently. So let's kind of focus on Kern County right now. You're you're running as the libertarian and and people I'm sure you're out meeting people face to face. When you're talking to them, I know you mentioned water, you mentioned oil, firearms, but your average person, is that the thing they're talking about or or is there, you know, are they still thinking about the pandemic? I'm curious, your average person on the street, what's kind of the uh, the, the heartbeat of uh, Kern County? 
So what you notice is online is when you really get those people who want to talk about like the, the big ticket issues, right? Those are you guys who want to talk about water and oil and, and, and firearms. But in person, they want to know why the grocery bills are so damn high. They want to know why it costs so much to, to buy ground beef, you know? So one of the ways that we're going to do that, we want to get around that is I'm going to propose that we just use custom slaughterhouses. Don't get inspected by the USDA and just sell that meat in county only and drive the price down. Just remove one of those fingers out of the damn pot, right? One of those hands out of the cookie pot. And we can do the same thing with, with agriculture. And it can force the cost down because we're not letting the government, you know, siphon off and launder a whole percentage, a whole chunk of the, of the, of the finances. It's crazy. You know, so that's what people want to talk about. They want to talk about why the gas keeps going up. You know, I voted for the gas tax because I wanted to have nicer roads. Now they've raised it twice in two years. And I'm like, well, that's what you told them to do. <laughs> you know, so they're like, well, how are you going to fix that, Kelly? I said, well, we're going to tie that to a vote. And if the gas tax is going to go up, then, they, then they've got to be able to put the money up. and They've got to convince the people of Kern County to, to vote that up. But we're not going to just let them do it when they want at any given time anymore. <laughs> people are growing tired of the the I, I love the the analogy of the frog in the boiling pot of water you take a frog you throw it in the pot, pot of boiling water it's gonna jump out really fast right but if mm-hmm. you put that frog in a room temperature pot of water and you slowly turn that temperature up slowly but surely the frog is boiling alive and yeah, it doesn't realize it they, they never even jump out no <laughs> and they die and and yeah. that is what is happening to your average person and i get excited when i hear the argument switched and and I tweeted this the other day. Maybe it was this morning. I don't know. It was probably when I was working out and I had a thought and you know, what? it was actually two days ago. I remember exactly the moment I was, I was getting my morning coffee after my workout. And I said, stop trying to correct the narrative, start setting the narrative. We libertarians especially have the ability to start leading in these conversations. So you mentioned people wanting to know, how am I going to pay my grocery bills? Say, listen, I'm on board with you, and I would love to see an extra five thousand dollars in your your bank account every single year. You want to make that happen? Vote for me because I'm going to make sure that we're going to stop the government from taking your hard-earned money in the first place. Because we believe that you can use that money in more efficient and effective ways than the government mm-hmm. can, based on your interests. And I think that's a winning message. And I've made this pitch before for like a little sales a sales approach. Let's take a candidate that's running, say, Hey, let's get $5,000, $10,000. And we're going to find a constituent. And we're going to say, here's a 5,000, 10,000, whatever the, the dollar amount yeah. is check. And this check represents the money taken from you over the past year. Now, what we want you to do is to use this money. And all the only condition is, is that you just have to document when you use the money and how you used it. That's it, right? To show the benefit. And and that would be such an amazing marketing pitch because now you're able to take a real life situation of the person who was in that situation, how am I gonna pay my grocery bills? How am I gonna be able to get the food on the table for my family? Now you're showing not just that it works, but now we're telling a story. Now we're telling yeah. the story of that mom who was able to actually go ahead and make sure her kids went to bed at night with a full stomach. That's a different story than saying we need to cut taxes, right? That's yeah. that's that's one that's 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 one way to do it, right? But that's a that's a losing way to do it, Kelly. Yeah. And I think as no, as we get better at being able to communicate and tell these stories, 
we're going to get more people interested. So let's kind of turn it that way. I'm curious, the storytelling perspective, let's kind of start here. When people come up to you and say, Kelly, you're a libertarian. Why are you a libertarian? I'm sure that's a, that's an interesting story that you have to tell because, mm-hmm. hey, a lot of us out there, we, we are kind of the unicorn in our, our group of friends or in our, our place of business. And they say, I'm curious, tell me more. So when somebody says to you, what is it that made you a libertarian? What's that libertarian story on your end? So, you know, so just my background, you know, I, I was born and raised, I'm not born here, I was born in Los Angeles, and I was raised in this small desert town that I've lived in for most of my life. You know, my, my stepdad's been here since 66. My kids go to my elementary school um, that he that his brother went to, so it's pretty cool. And so I started off real, real conservative Republican. And then, you know, I started, I, I think I smoked weed the first time. I might have smoked pot. And I remember thinking, like, this is cool, but why would they throw me in jail for this? And I was little, you know, I was probably like 16, you know. And and then as you're growing older and you're realizing that you just do things that happen every day in your life and, and you can go to jail for it. Like the, the Republicans want to, like, tell you you can't do it. And so as I was getting older, I actually got into the church. I, I was a youth pastor. And so it was, I was a member of the Strong Religious Right. And then the hate on eight campaign happened in California where they were arguing over like gay marriage and, and those things. And I saw the anger that we spoke about people with. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And I, I so I kind of started, that was my end, my, my the beginning of my entrance, my, my exit from the Republican party. Um, I still voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Damn. <laughs> um, and then this last summer I'd had it. I knew that I wasn't voting for Trump again, and I knew there was no possible way that I was going to vote for Joe Biden, you know, freaking racist Joe Biden. There was no way. And I think I was won over by the meme wars, honestly, Every, all the crazy memes that came out this summer. And that was it. I realized that, wait a minute, like, we can leave each other alone, and we don't have to fight over this? Like, why are we fighting over these stupid things? Like, who cares? Let's leave each other alone. And then I realized that as I'm getting older and I'm getting kind of more and more grumpy, I don't... <laughs> want people around me as much (laughs) i find um i find the argument that you just hit on wait we don't have to be arguing that actually is the strongest argument i I, and i love that because when my lefty friends are like it should be this way i'm like okay go do it like but here's the thing just do it on your own like don't make me pay for it and if they're like oh but I'm a, I'm a commie. I'm like, okay, go be, go do your commie thing with your commie friends, but do it over there. Yeah. Like go do your thing. I'm fine with that. Like, just don't force me to participate in real life LARPing. Like just do it yourself. So I'm okay with that. And I think you're starting to see that it's not that like 5% person who wants to go, you know, play make-believe communist LARP world that we are we have to worry about and really be focusing on, but rather it's that 80% of people who are just saying like, yes, can we just kind of live, like unironically be the coexist bumper sticker, please, just for a minute? And yeah, like- when we start to actually approach things with saying, hey, I yes, I want that, and here's the way we do that, remove the entire aspect of people being forced to contribute to support things that they don't support and instead let them vote with their dollars based on what they decide to invest in where they decide to spend their money and that i mean that would be 
such an amazing starting off point. And I think starting local and building up kind of the track record, showing it actually taking place will be mm. where we're going to make the strongest arguments. So with the last five minutes or so, Kelly, I want to kind of turn the conversation towards the future of Kern County. When you're looking towards, you know, where Kern County will be, and let's say you do, a, in, in fact, win your seat, which of course you're going to, right? What do you envision the future of Kern County being if we are able to get some of these libertarian solutions in place as you raise them up here today? You know, we'll start to start on my platform, right? We're talking about water. If, if I get elected and we get my ideas pushed through, our water bills are going to drop again because we're not going to be pumping water from the California aqueduct, the reclamation project. We're going to be pumping it from the ground again because we're going to save so much water in Kern County that we're just going to tell the governor we're not taking part, right? Um, so that they can look forward to seeing their, their water bills go back down to what they're supposed to be. Um, you know, from there, we, we can go to, you know, oil. You know, Governor Newsom is talking about ending our oil industry and, and, and giving no more permits for different things. And, and there, the same thing. You know, we're going to we're going to the, the complaint is, is how are they the pollution of the oil fields? Well, we're going to work on that. There's free market products out there that we could introduce to the to 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 their industry that, you know, I, I spoke to the CEO of one company and he, I said, I said, Grizz, how much water can you save? you know, in the oil fields, how much can be recycled? And he said, Kelly, every, every gallon that comes out of those pumps, we can recycle and use again. Wow. It doesn't have to get pumped into the ground and left in evaporation ponds that then poison people, right? So they can look forward to, to having a healthy oil industry and we're going to lock the gas tax in, right? So people, we can see regular oil price, you know, gas prices come back down. You know, we talked about agriculture and them saving money and them saving water, you know, and we're going to do the same thing with that. You know, if you elect me and we get these ideas through, you're going to see your, your food bills go down, you know? And then if you're, if you're a second amendment fan and you want your firearms, we are going to nullify federal gun laws in your account. We are going to take the 10th amendment center approach and we're just not going to take part. So it's Cardin for Kern.com. I will include that link in the show notes, especially for you audio listener. I know your average listener listens to the show. They're driving to and from work likely, or they're multitasking. Don't worry. Just go to the show notes. It's right there. Also, we'll include all your social media, but for your YouTube listener, they see it. It's at Cardin for Kern as well. Uh, I'm assuming Twitter, Facebook. What was it? Instagram, I think I saw as well. Uh, I have Instagram and Facebook so far. I haven't done a Twitter. No so Twitter I'm yet. Most, I'm not the most like social media have like savvy guy you know don't like, worry you're <laughs> missing a dumpster fire it's a it's a exactly. grand old time over on twitter yeah i i recently surpassed ten thousand followers and i i kind of looked at that number and i said really really Why? and then and then i looked around <laughs> and i said really this is what we're like is that an accomplishment uh but alas here we are and uh thank you kelly for all you're yeah. doing running for uh, office there in kern county for the board of supervisors in district Two, now with, with folks who are in your district, they are interested in supporting you. So here, a few things. We got some call to actions. Number one, if they want to go ahead and support your campaign, where can they do that? Number two, they want to uh, go ahead and uh, vote for you. I mean, that's kind of important, right? When, where, how? Kelly, floor is yours. So first thing first, if you want to support me, um, go to my website, follow me on social media. Um, put in your information for the volunteer page on, on my website. We are not taking donations yet, but when we do, the buttons will be on, be live on everything. 
Um, when you you want to vote for me, we're going to vote next summer. We it's uh, February fourteenth is the filing day. One hundred days after that is primary, and then if we get through there, the general election is on November eighth. Um, you know, and then from and then if, if we're going to be out in the community, if you can help, please help. You don't have to live here. You can you can text bank. You can phone bank. We need those things too. I need help with social media. If maybe you're out there and you love social media, call me, message me. We will, I could put you to work. I definitely need the help. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a nobody, Brian. Like I was literally unemployed. I, I'm still unemployed. You know, my, my high end job was eliminated. I used to be the, an operations supervisor at the Ronald Reagan presidential library. And I, it's gone. You know, I worked my, my, my butt off, crawled every, every foot. And to have my dreams taken away because Gavin Newsom closed down our state was was heartbreaking. Well, you know, they say that uh, the expression is, well, nobody can really make a difference. Well, then one day I realize I'm nobody. Well, hey, yeah. if you're starting off, Kelly, as a nobody and you've already gotten to this point, uh, I think District 2 would be in amazing hands to know that they had somebody at the helm like you. So with that being said, folks, if you want to go ahead and support uh, Kelly and all of his, his ventures, again, links in the show notes. Carden for Kern is the social media handle. Kelly Carden, thank you so much for joining us here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian. Get ready to start your new morning ritual with our new sponsor, Mudwater. Coffee is one of America's favorite beverages, with more and more people starting their coffee habits every day with a cup of that flavorful anxiety juice. But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Millions of people complain about the jitters that come from coffee consumption. Our morning coffee rituals can be habit-forming and, for some people, can make getting a good night's sleep almost impossible. And while nearly all of us like the smell, taste, and ritual of our morning coffee, why not explore eliminating the negative aspects of our morning brew? Well, what if your coffee replacement helped induce alertness, not dependency, improve mental capacity and function, improve physical stamina and performance, improve immunity and overall health. Oh, and by the way, it tastes good enough to drink every single day. Meet Mudwater. Mudwater is your fastest growing coffee alternative in the market, consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures both old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, Mud gives you the natural energy and focus you expect from coffee, but without the jitters and crash. With an organic blend of mushrooms and ingredients like cacao, marsala chai, turmeric, lion's mane, and more, Mud Water offers a beverage like no other. Whether you want to enjoy it hot, cold, as a latte, or however you take your coffee in the morning, Mud Water is zero sugar, zero crash, zero jitter alternative, sure to leave you feeling recharged and refocused. Listen, I'm really excited to have Mud Water as a sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show because I've been able to see the Mud Water difference for myself, and you can too, so click the link in the show notes to get some mud, support the show, and get your new morning ritual started right with Mud Water. And now, onto the show. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Kelly Carden. Yes, Sunday Candidate Highlight Series, another one in the books. We are talking to dozens of these amazing Liberty Candidates. Folks, if you are getting value from what we're doing here at this Sunday Candidate Highlight Series, I would love to hear about it. First and foremost, do me a solid. Share today's episode, specifically if you're in Kern County in California. It's important we go ahead and get Kelly's campaign out there. But number two, I would love to hear about it. Please, BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash reviews. Give us a quick five-star rating and review. Tell us what you're getting from the Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. Over on the YouTube, I see a lot of folks going ahead and leaving comments there. Hey, take that one extra step. Head over to BrianNicholsShow.com 
forward slash reviews and just leave us a quick five star rating and review because hey number one that's how we help get us on more people's radar right increasing our eyeball reach in terms of getting on people's uh what in their their sector their world their spheres of influence this is how we get into their world by by number one entering into the conversations they're having about as we talked about here today with kelly but number two by helping raise awareness and that starts with you guys sharing the message and helping supporting the program so again briannicholshow.com forward slash reviews now i said share today's episode yes go ahead make sure you tag kelly and tag yours truly and you can do that at b nichols liberty twitter facebook and minds.com as well as parlor.com now candidly I, i pretty much use twitter and facebook exclusively so good luck with minds and parlor but twitter and facebook you can find me over there at b Nichols Liberty. Want to get in touch with me? Email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. Got a guess you want to go ahead and suggest to the program, or if you rep, uh, are you yourself, hey, if you're a guest and you think would be a great guest here in the program, you represent a brand, you think that you have a great topic or service that you are presenting here to the greater Liberty world, solutions to the problems we see out there, I would love to hear about it. So make sure you email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. All right, folks, coming up here on Monday. Yes, we are returned by our great friend, Jeremy Todd, talking all things sales, specifically storytelling. Now, we've had different guests on the program talking about the value of storytelling, but now we're going to go into the specifics, taking storytelling and directly applying it to the sales process. Make sure You've hit that subscribe button so you're not missing a single episode. By the way, make sure you've hit uh, the the subscribe button over on the Patreon. If you have not yet, $5, $10 a month. I would appreciate your support either way. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Kelly Carton. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.